Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's Stephen Ray Morris, and welcome to the latest episode of Swift Bites, a weekly See Jurassic Right podcast series where I cover what's happening in the universe of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, dinosaurs, science, and more. Hats, chairs, and Isla Sorna crates, oh my. This week, we got a healthy helping of little peaks from the set of Jurassic World Dominion that not only got my nostalgia feels going, but have intriguing implications for this sixth entry in the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World franchise. Plus, I'm going to announce the three winners in the contest to win a copy of Ashley Hall's new book, Fossils for Kids. All these bites and more, hold on to your butts right now. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're doing well. It's a little chaotic right now, which feels appropriate for Jurassic Park, but because <laughs> I am currently on a half finished desk. So um, that's where I'm at. But um, yeah, I hope everyone's had a great week. I'm super excited to jump into this week's episode. It's going to be a little bit different in the sense that, I mean, all the stories are essentially just collecting. I mean, this week, I mean, even today, we got a huge peak. We got our first, not our first set pick, actually. That's not true because we got set picks back when the original shoot started going. But we got a really cool set pick that kind of confirms and also adds to a lot of rumors that have been happening uh, over the last few uh, weeks and months. So, yeah, without a, without further ado, let's dive in. So, uh, I mean, it's been interesting 
thinking about that. So when the film first started filming, uh, we mostly got looks from Colin Trevorrow that involved Macy. And now we're getting, we got, we know we've gotten a little sneak peek here, there from Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, but mostly it was, that was like behind the scenes or costume kind of stuff, bruises. But this week, essentially, Laura Dern and Sam Neill started filming. And so they were kind of the, they were the leaders in providing a lot of this stuff. So anyway, so yeah, uh, Sam Neill, they kicked off the week first sharing a pic of him from Jurassic Park 3 saying, tomorrow I'm back in the Grand Hat and into the whole Jurassic world. Terror knows no bounds. So that was super cool. And again, it's interesting that he shared a Jurassic Park 3 picture because he followed up the next day with hello, old friend, hashtag Jurassic World, hashtag Jurassic Park at Amblin Road, at Laura Dern, at Pratt Pratt Pratt, at Jeff Goldblum, at Bryce Dallas Howard. Anyway, um, so he shared what looks like to be the the hat or at least an approximation of the hat from Jurassic Park 3, because obviously he lost the first hat in Jurassic Park. And Billy Brennan, uh, I saved your hat in Jurassic Park three. So, I mean, it's interesting to think, is this the hat from Jurassic Park three or is it just a hat in a similar style of Jurassic Park three? I, I, I want to say, I mean, why would he say hello, old friend, if it wasn't the hat from Jurassic Park three? And my thinking is that, yeah, it looks a little bit different than the hat in Jurassic Park three, but maybe he got it spruced up, maybe got a new band put on it or something like that. So uh, I'm going to just say all the stories up front and then we can kind of do some analysis. And then, I mean, the one that really set off the, you know, the like nostalgia bells in a sense was the picture that Laura Dern posted, which um, she posted uh, basically two chairs from the set of Jurassic World Dominion. They're like black and they're like the director's style movie chairs that everybody uses to sit down on. I mean, there's even that great picture of a lot of this, uh, a lot of the cast from the original Jurassic Park in these chairs in Hawaii, like reading the scripts. So that was kind of a nice little like linking back. But these two chairs, one of them on the left says Dr. Ellie Sattler, and one of them says Dr. Alan Grant right next to each other. And they got a really cool little cup holder, which I noticed. And yeah, and the, the background is very like, Yeah, the background behind the chairs is essentially kind of rocky, pebbly, soily with bigger kind of gray rocks and some shrubs. And the font is looks to be in the similar font that they're taking with. I feel like they've used some of this font in other signs or things for Jurassic World Dominion. I don't know what that means, but I mean, this... It's the kind of thing that was the same with the Laura Dern action, fi- like when uh, when Laura Dern shared the action figure last week. I think I'm feeling this image and feeling kind of the power of it because, yeah, I'm somebody where it's like something isn't happening until it's happening. So, you know, it's that it's kind of superstitious in that sense of like, you know, okay, these, you know, this cast is coming back, but like seeing the chairs on set, that to me is just like, whoa, this. That day, they were filming scenes for Dominion with Laura Dern and Sam Neill, you know, as Dr. Ellie Sattler and Alan Grant in 2020. Like, 
you know, in this six entry in the Jurassic, you know, park franchise, like it's really happening. It's real, you know? So that to me was what felt really great. And again, it's interesting, you know, it, uh, to, you know, in, in some ways, like some of these set picks and things, it's like assuaging the fears of like cameo or thing, you know, it's like, no, they're on set, you know, they're together. I think it's funny to me that some people were, being like, oh, it's not, you know, Ellie Degler, which first of all, guys, y'all, Dr. Ellie Sattler is a professional paleobotanist, published author, speaker. She is not going to use her married name to lecture. She's professionally, she's Dr. Ellie Sattler. Why would she? Also, that would be so weird. Like, like, you, you know, I love Jurassic Park 3, but it's, you know, the least successful Jurassic movie. And no, you know, they're not going to just say Dr. Ellie Degler. Like, regardless of whether or not, you know, again, you know, all the feelings and thoughts that we've talked about, uh, whether we want uh, Grant and Sattler to be back together, whether we want, you know, Mark and Charlie to be in the picture, whatever. Like, they're going to, she's going to be called Dr. Ellie Sattler in this movie. She's not going to be Degler. Like... Come on, guys. Sorry, that that's my little soapbox. But seeing them, you know, but again, it's like these implications. Okay, like that to me is exciting, regardless of whether or not they're like together together, because again, I go back and forth of whether I want that. But the the idea that they're in scenes together, I think is very exciting. And I wonder what this means for Malcolm, because this is not to say that that Malcolm isn't going to be with them, but. And who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe Malcolm's there as well. But I, I just find it interesting that they're that this week was very much Laura Dern and Sam Neill, you know. And and again, maybe that's just how the movie is is situated. That that there are these scenes with Sattler and Grant together. But that to me is really exciting. I mean, I do want a scene and scenes of the all the trio together. But I do find it interesting that that whatever the makeup of this movie is, is going to involve at least a few scenes where it's just Grant and Sadler. So that's really cool. And then this reminded me, cause I forgot to include it originally when I was putting this thing together, but uh dress park podcast back. Gosh, I don't even remember when like late last year put forth uh, an, a tidbit that Jurassic world dominion was going to film in Malta, which for you don't know Malta is where is Malta? It's a, it's in, oh, it's in the Mediterranean between Sicily and the North African coast. So I'm going to go to you old Google images. And yeah, I mean, it's truly like when I pull out, it's like Tunisia and Libya. You've got Italy to the north, Greece to the east. And it's in, yeah, it's in the part of the Mediterranean Sea. It's like the second it's like the middle part of the Mediterranean Sea. It's a very beautiful place. And so this article from Josh Evans over at Jurassic Outpost said, Jurassic World Dominion will be filming on the Mediterranean island of Malta. Today it was announced by the Malta film, Com- by Malta film commissioner, Johan Grech, that the sixth film in the Jurassic franchise will be heading to the island at the end of August. So again, for, for just to keep, to keep up and keep score, Jurassic World Dominion originally filmed in, in and around uh, Vancouver Island and just sort of that part of Canada when it filmed before the pandemic shut down. We, I don't think I talked about it on any of the podcasts, but there was second unit in Yemen. Um, there was second unit in Vancouver Island as well, too. And then they've since July 6th, they've been filming. So, wow, let's see. Today is the 7th. So they've been filming at Pinewood for a month officially. So, 
at the end of August. So they're basically going to film two months in Pinewood. And I think there was some other UK stuff that they were filming at, um, but I'm not 100%. And then they're going to move to Malta at the end of August. So various locations around the island will be used as part of the shoot, including Valletta, Vitarosa, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, Maliha and Pembroke stars Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt and Sam Neill are among those expected to be on the island for the portion of filming. According to the tourism minister, Julia Ferreira Portelli, Dominion is just one of the nine international productions expected on Malta this year. And the interest, the, the other part that's interesting about this article was that they indicate Dominion's budget to be almost 235 million, which would be the most, ex- I mean, it makes sense that this could possibly be the most expensive Jurassic film. I mean, not only are you getting the original trio back, but you're getting the heroes of Jurassic world and, you know, all the secondary cast back together. It's more of a globe trotting adventure as opposed to like, I mean, you know, Jurassic world was essentially what Louisiana and Hawaii, you know? So it's like just this thing is expanding. And so I don't really have any theories yet of, what Malta will be used for if it is, I I don't think it's Malta, but there's something very, it's funny. I keep getting this vibe. So for those who don't know in 2000, I forget what year, what year the John sales script came out, but so John sales. Oh yeah. 2000 through 2004, John sales wrote a script of Jurassic park four that was very much the proto for Jurassic world, but it involved kind of a Chris Pratt like character going to this like castle in the Swiss Alps where there was half human, half dinosaur hybrids that they like went on adventure, like military adventures to like stop drug dealers and stuff. And it was like, it just was a very strange, very, just a very like Saturday morning cartoon version of Jurassic Park, which look, I'm excited for Camp Cretaceous, but it was very, but I don't know, for some reason, this like sort of European, the, the, the picture that, um, that they use on Outpost. I mean, this island is just this very beautiful, like blue skies, like blue green ocean and just like orange kind of rough buildings, but very like classical. I don't, I'm just seeing, I'm just getting vibes that. Like, is Biosyn in a, just an exotic location, hiding away, doing experiments? Like, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this. Like, I, I, I want, like, you know, the, the, the notion of this as a globetrotting adventure movie is sort of not really, that's just sort of a thing I've had in my head and sort of a thing that feels like it. Cause I mean, it's just Dominion's going to be so different than any Jurassic movie with, how how much of the movie is made up of only returning cast plus the dinosaurs are loose in the world at least in you know the US so is this a standard for something in the US maybe but i no, nothing in the US looks like malta i mean santa barbara maybe or hawaii and so it's just it's it's going to be interesting to just piece this all together there's just right now it just feels like we haven't gotten anything to really sort of mentally wrap our heads around what this movie is going to look like i mean with jurassic world it's like okay we're at a zoo okay that's just gonna be a stand-in for jurassic world and even with dominion you had the museum or the house the lockwood manor i I don't feel like we've gotten a concrete feel of a location yet for this film which i find very interesting so no word on how long they're going to be there for, but yeah, I mean, again, it's like, what is this movie going to look like? I mean, we talked about the deadline article and saying how they 
and and uh, think an Empire article and stuff talking about how they basically filmed all their crowd scenes in less than three weeks and you know and it, like is that just adjustments for the pandemic but they said it's not so this movie is just very peculiar and I think that 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 this set picture set by um, this set picture sent to Jurassic Outpost uh, exclusively by uh, Colin Trevorrow. I think perfectly kind of wraps up this week of enigmas. And so Corey Anderson wrote this article. Uh, Trevorrow teases a return to Isla Sorna and new set picture from Jurassic World Dominion. So the cast and the crew have been at work on Dominion for a few weeks now and fans have been eagerly awaiting pics from the set. And so Colin Trevorrow sent this picture over and to describe it, it is a lab. There's like a brown briefcase. There's like beakers and you know, centrifuges and lots of um, stainless steel and, you know, kind of very bare walls. But if you notice in the corner, there's a like almost like a fossil embedded in the wall. There's also a very 90s looking telephone hanging on the wall, which it's actually funny because uh, Brenna has a phone uh that <laughs> we put in our bathroom that looks just like that so i found that very funny but obviously the most <laughs> the the bearing the lead here the most intriguing thing is that there is a big stainless steel travel case it's it says you know has a caution severe cold and it's open and you know again it's like this very protective case and it has the engine logo on it and then it also says site b isla sorna uh, and then another fragile so this is what set off bells for everybody. And in, in Corey's article, it says now for some speculation right off the bat, the cold storage science suggests this box contained embryos. I mean, to me, like growing up, so much of Jurassic Park was like the biohazard sign and the fragile and like, you know, all this kind of sciencey, exciting kind of signage and stuff. So uh, to me, Collins and like sharing this is just really cool for that reason. So Corey says that furthermore, it's placement in the lab means that someone is making dinosaurs from remnant engine materials with the recent confirmation of the return of Dotson. Corey's saying here that it could be in the Biosyn laboratory, but so yeah, to me, when I first saw this, like when I just like spit out my coffee this morning, I just was like, wow, because I had a bet like during the making of Fallen Kingdom with myself that I really just wanted Claire to say Isla Sorna. And we got close. We got Mill saying Site B to Claire in Fallen Kingdom. And so for me, I was like, whoa, like Site B. Now we're like, and as I posted this morning, when I posted this pic to the group, See Jurassic Right Podcast, I just was like, this movie continues to surprise me. The making of this movie, I just... It's like, first we get the trio back, then we get all the side characters back from the other Jurassic World movies, and then we get Dodson, and now we're getting Site B. It's just like, <laughs> you know, I, I so we've talked about before, you know, the sort of little bit of jealousy, like, you know, with uh, the Jurassic community towards Marvel and Star Wars, because, you know, that Disney power has so much money to invest in the lore, to invest in the universe of their properties. And it always felt like with Jurassic, it always came up a little short, you know, because these movies were just a collection of films versus like a true universe. But we know Colin has been working towards this since, since the beginning. And so stuff like this just feels, it's not, it doesn't feel fan servicey. It just feels like somebody, it feels like there's somebody at the wheel for this franchise. And it just, to me, 
these little nods just make me feel so excited for this film and for the future of the franchise. So, and I, and, and I know Colin knows what he's doing. I mean, sharing site B Isla Sorna, you're just like, well, how are we going to go back to site B? How's this going to matter? And if you haven't checked out like the viral websites from Fallen Kingdom, at least in the modern day at the time of uh, Fallen Kingdom and Dominion, essentially Sorna was abandoned and a lot of its remaining assets were taken to Jurassic World before the time of that movie. So essentially it was like there are poachers and things that are are trying to steal dinosaurs off the island at, during the evolution of Claire book. It's not a, it's not in the book. It's mentioned during the events of the book, but it just makes sense. It's like, there's all these dinosaurs roaming free on this other Island. Miss Ronnie's trying to build Jurassic world. So let's use these assets that are already here. But there's so many questions that remain. Like was the Spinosaurus like captured and taken to Jurassic world? That would be an interesting element. Yeah. The, the, the easel soreness stuff I think has been a really sore point because it just feels like that island was swept under the rug. Yes, it was addressed in this in the web material, but I think people just want to wanted to see another confirmation. I mean, even if it like I, I I for one think that just uh, thematically the fact that they wanted to destroy Isla Nublar and have that be sort of the park is gone. It's like you couldn't have another island out there filled with dinosaurs. So I think they kind of just. Yeah, it it just was this kind of thing of like, they're not pretending it doesn't exist, but they're sort of like, it doesn't matter. So the fact that we're getting this look at Site B, Isla Sorda in this set picture for Dominion is just like, what is like, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know what to think. I, yeah, I'm so excited. And so, yeah, so there's, you know, these initial theories of like, is this in-gen crate being, you know, was it stolen and taken to, to Biosyn? And I think Tom, uh, Tom Jurassic shared an image of how this crate looks just very similar to the crates in, uh, Jurassic World and Dominion, like when they're packing up Wu's lab. <laughs> Again, every movie ends with Wu being like, shit, we gotta go. Just throw it in a box. But Adventure Collectibles, and if you don't follow Adventure Collectibles, they put so much great work into just collecting the interesting and weirdest Jurassic stuff. They've been sharing like um, an early like reader copy of uh, Michael Crichton's Lost World in the last few months. Like really interesting differences between the finished book and the the this kind of reader copy. And so they shared right after we put, you know, right after this Dominion set pick was posted. And they said, so I think the new photo that Colin Trevorrow posted from the set of Jurassic World Dominion might actually be a flashback of the Visitor Center genetics lab from the first film. Note the same holes in the corners of the wall panels, the similar fossil wall detail, the red lines on the floor, the old analog phone on the wall and Polaroid instant camera hanging on the cart in the right side of the photo also points to the 90s. So, yeah, I mean, truly some top notch level like analysis going on. Here, I'm going to go to another. Oh, yeah, I see the Polaroid. Wow. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I, I'm just in. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to this Instagram and it's already posted in the group. But I mean, obviously, the lighting is different because it looks like this was like just taken on set. You know, it's not it's not a shot from the film or anything. This photo that Colin shared. But yeah. And I mean, that's definitely setting off bells because we've definitely had theories that there is going to be some sort of flashback in Dominion. This this notion that this could be like an alternate view of events in Jurassic Park is so 
just so thrilling. And I always wondered in Dominion, would we get a chance to see what original Macy was up to? Because, I mean, in, that stuff is very unclear, but in Fallen Kingdom, you know, we know that Macy is a clone and that the original Macy what went to Jurassic Park, you know, because, um, you know, Lockwood says like, you know, did my mom ever visit the park? And she did. She would have saved them. She would have saved them all. And I think that was a setup for something, some story. You know, he says that she died in a car accident or Mills says that she died in a car accident or something like that. But I think that's like a cover up. And I think... Yeah, did did something that original Macy do have implications for the future is what I'm curious about. And then because there's rumors of the Barbasol can coming back and going back to that moment, I, I'm this opening sequence of like in my head of like this flashback where maybe I mean, is it that original Macy stole like worked for biosyn and she and she like betrayed her dad or something like that because I don't, I don't know why but the idea that they could be tying in dotson and the barbasol can to macy like original macy and something she did at the park and this is i mean it's a crate of embryos from site b like what so there's just so much stuff swore like to me this is what's so exciting about a Jurassic universe. It's that's, what's exciting about the Marvel movies is that you get, you know, an in game, you get to see events from different perspectives. You get heroes mixing up together that, you know, you get rocket and, you know, uh, Ant-Man and you get, you know, Hulk and black widow or whatever. Like, you know, you, you get a kind of mixing of all these, it, the, the, this, this universe is such a rich history that you get to see all these things mixing around together. And so to just see in this one set pick swirling thoughts of Macy from Fallen Kingdom and Dotson from the original Jurassic Park and flashbacks and sight in Isla Sorna from Lost World and Jurassic, it's like bringing in your whole world of the movies together. Like it's tying in every single thing. And so to me, that's what truly is like the most coolest and exciting part. I mean, there's so many cool and exciting parts about Jurassic World Dominion, but the thought, and again, ties back to that Forbes article about kind of Jurassic World Dominion sort of being this linchpin and pivot point into a new era of Jurassic Park movies where we're really taking stock of the entire franchise so far. And that is awesome. (laughs) So that's it. I'm going to, I've been yamming for yamming. I've been jamming and yamming for a while. So what do you think? Do you think it's a flashback? Do you think that this is stolen material from, uh, from site B? Uh, do you think Macy has something to do with it? Do you think Dodson has something to do with it? Uh, are we going to see a DA? I mean, are we going to see, I was going to say, are we going to see a de-aged woo? But like BD Wong is so handsome. He, he practically hasn't aged a day since 1983. So that's exciting. But, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on these new set picks? Are you wanting to see more unofficial? Like I, I haven't, I, my policy so far has been, I don't really want to see unofficial leaks and set picks and stuff. Um, but if you guys are curious about that, I could at least talk about it. Um, but yeah, let me know, uh, what you think and yeah, let's take a quick break and then I'll announce the contest winners after that. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, let's wrap up this episode with the winners of the Fossils for Kids contest. Again, Ashley Hall wrote an amazing collection field guide for your it's like a it's like a getting into fossil starter kit. It's such a great book. And yeah, let's just read the let's just read the winners there. I just pulled them at random across uh Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So uh these, you know, there it's just a copy of the book. Nothing there's no like first second. You're all first place in my heart. So the first winner here is Aurora at Aurora Cake Bunny. Um, and she said her favorite, again, the contest was to say what your favorite prehistoric non, like your favorite prehistoric life form that isn't a dinosaur. Cause we want to, I mean, that, cause that's the great thing about fossils for kids is yes, dinosaurs are amazing and cool, but there are also other prehistoric life forms that are, there are other prehistoric life forms worth looking into. And so Aurora Cake Bunny says definitely the freaky Quetzalcoatlus and then the like, ooh, emoji whatever that <laughs> whatever that is called and yeah quetzalcoatlus is m- probably my favorite prehistoric life form definitely flying reptile for sure it's the biggest flying reptile ever you've definitely seen photos of it it's just i mean it's like a jet it's like it's like an airplane sized flying reptile it's crazy so yay yay aurora cake bunny one um and then at Amy is cool on Twitter said entry on behalf of my son, Jasper, who's six. Uh, their favorite is Sarcosuchus because it's massive in all caps and would probably be a good sidekick to Godzilla. Uh, if Godzilla was real, apparently I was like, wait, God, I was like, Sarcosuchus is real, but Godzilla isn't. Well, Godzilla's real in our hearts, but Sarcosuchus actually, that's funny. Cause that's my, one of my favorite newer Mattel toys uh, from this year or last year. This year, this year, uh, the Sarcosuchus. It's just a giant crocodile. It's got kind of a thin, thin snout that goes out to a big schnoz, but it's a really interesting looking uh, prehistoric crocodile. Uh, and then the last winner, but you know, the, they're all equally first place, uh, <laughs> is at Barber, uh, Becky T on Instagram and says, since my 10 year old daughter would think this is cool. And the fact that she's obsessed with snakes at the moment, I'll say her favorite would have to be Titan Naboa. Uh, up to 40 feet in length and 2,500 pounds. Terrifying to me, but she thinks it's the coolest. And giant, giant ancient snakes that probably ate dinosaurs. Actually, could it have eaten dinosaurs? This is from the same. Let's see. Titanoboa. Oh, wow. 
So I just looked it up on Wikipedia and Titanoboa lived during the middle to late Paleocene epoch, a 10 million year period immediately following the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. So Titanoboa never ate dinosaurs, but probably ate whatever survived the, the extinction of the dinosaurs. So that's really cool. And yeah, those are the winners. I'm going to reach out to them. Thank you all for entering. I want to do more contests and more giveaways and things like that. So let me know if you're interested in that. And yeah, that's this episode of Swift Bites. Let me know how you're liking the new format so far. I'd love to read listener submitted stories or more comments and things like that from you guys. I try to keep, I try to pay attention to, um, you know, cause I'm, I'll post these things on social throughout the week, the different stories and stuff. And I try and, you know, pick some comments and things like that, that you guys are uh, comment, you know, like, you know, continuing the conversation. Um, so I'll try to do that more. But let me know if you want, you know, again, share any stories throughout the week you want me to talk about and I'll do it. So, yeah, I mean, this is the season of Jurassic World Dominion and things are just heating up. So uh, enjoy your weekend and I'll see you next week. Thanks. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 